Kendom, here we come. Barbie Land. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Howdy, y'all. Hey, Ashley. Hi. And best friend, Derek. <laughs> Yo. Hey, Derek. Hey, Derek. Yo. Hi. <laughs> um, Hi, Drew. Hi. You are listening to New Release, a TV and sometimes movie podcast where each week we watch something new and then decide if we want more. This week, we are back in uh, movie land, so that's fun. Um, but before we talk about our feature presentation for the week, we like to look back at our last couple weeks of The Bear for the whole summer. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have been talking about The Bear since or, uh, since the beginning of June. Um, but that's awesome. Two full months of bear content. Derek, you finished it, right? Yes, I finally finished season two. And yeah, it was it was amazing. And however, I really disliked the what what did I call it, Drew? Emotional uh cliffhanger. Yeah, emotional cliffhanger. Um definitely lends itself to a third season that which I'm super stoked for. I mean, they're definitely making a third season, right? Yes. I yeah. actually I've heard some interviews with the creator, production um strikes aside the plan is for them to make a third season um, for sure. And then uh, they don't, obviously they're not trying to get ahead of themselves beyond that, but um, at least one more. I, I think that um, right before you got on the podcast last week, Ashley and I were talking about the end uh, from a different perspective. So I thought it was interesting that you called it a cliffhanger um, because I thought it kind of confirmed what we knew about Carmi all along that like yeah. this relationship was doomed as soon as it started because he could really only succeed as an obsessive, you know, artist chef personality without any kind of other emotional, you know, d emotionally demanding obligations in his life. So it was just a tragic ending. But not yeah. so much a cliff like, you know, I don't think they're going to get back together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I thought, well, I guess I think that he's going to regret it and have yeah. maybe some relationship with her in season three when his cousin was just like, like you should let some good into your life or whatever he had said. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, sad little Carmi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a gut punch. I mean, the whole season builds up to the opening of the restaurant and he pretty much misses it. And on top <laughs> yeah. of that, I mean, I, the good news is it goes well. <laughs> so yeah. it would have been worse if the restaurant um, crashed and burned. Um, it still could. But at least the opening night with friends and family went OK. And um, the relationship, you know, uh, goes away and he's locked in an icebox for the whole <laughs> for the whole <laughs> night, and so it will be interesting to see where he picks up from here because he yeah. might have a different kind of perspective on his role at the restaurant and obviously uh, his capacity for relationships is is seriously in question. Yeah, and we don't need to continue talking about the bear for too much for too too much longer because y'all have already talked about it, but that. 
that shot where his cousin and him are are yelling at each other through the door through mm-hmm. the the yeah. freezer door was just like super uh like emotional and impactful it was really good it, yep. it shows you know carmy inside the the cooler then it shows his cousin on the outside and you know it's it's a split screen kind of with the door in the middle um and it looks like they're looking at each other through the door and yelling at each other i don't know it's pretty cool yes i i mean basically the the arc of the season kind of revolves around richie the cousin character and he comes away from the season in a great place and carmy yeah. <laughs> ends yeah. the season in a in a pretty rough place uh, but you know i'm sure he'll bounce back okay well that's the bear we also watched um the sean white documentary did either of y'all i finished it last week uh, did either of y'all watch any more of the last run I did not. Okay. I didn't either. <laughs> like right. I had said, I will watch watch it, but it's not anything that I need to to binge and finish immediately. Yeah. The only update I have there is that we did um, talk to our friend Logan, uh, who's back in town, who grew up in San Diego and Carlsbad and kind of like remembers like all the or had like when he watched it so was... Uh, having all these flashbacks to him skating at the Y that um, mm-hmm. that Sean White was skating at, and I mean they were like more or less um, suburban neighbors, um, yeah. separated by a few years. But Logan and his brothers um, were very very aware of the Sean White <laughs> mythos um, as they were growing up. So it was kind of cool to hear his perspective on it. Yes, it was. Okay, so that's Sean White. Um, the other show that uh, Derek and I discussed and Ashley um, dismissed is <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sort of social commentary, surrealist, <laughs> Amazon Prime show. Uh, I about the giant. I should mention the uh, uh, Derek. Did you watch any more? I didn't. I haven't watched any more of uh, I'm a Virgo now. Yeah, these, I these... plan to for sure though. That's another thing that Logan mentioned yesterday is like, that's kind of the mission of this podcast in general, but it's been forcing me um, in a good way to keep a little more tabs on all the things that just come out and then disappear. Like I'm pretty sure I'm a Virgo was uh, all released at once at the end of June and we watched it a few weeks later. So um, if it hadn't been for the podcast, I probably would have, you know, just let it pass me by. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm glad. I'm really glad I watched it. I finished it um, last week, and it ended in a place where I'm pretty sure there's no reason to continue it. It seemed like a a full story, and a pretty satisfying um, kind of educational social um, commentary on the experience of the characters in the show, the effects of capital, late stage capitalism, some heavy stuff mixed in with some really uh, creative uh, visual storytelling. So I'm glad I saw it. Uh, and it would have been interesting to kind of do it as a movie or something versus a three and a half hour um, show. But um, either way, it was maybe more digestible this way. Did he end up fighting the hero? Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. The <laughs> it, it definitely comes to a showdown between between them but you know, we learn a little bit more about the the hero becomes a slightly 
he's not really a sympathetic figure. He's just a juvenile kind of um, naive figure. So mm-hmm. once the the moral of the story is kind of like good storytelling can um, overcome <laughs> oppression <laughs> because not the giant character, but one of the other characters basically has her own superpower of just being yeah. able to tell like really enthralling stories that like visually consume the cool. audience. So she kind of gives a lecture basically to the hero and that makes <laughs> him realize the error oh. of his ways. Is that the fast food worker? No, she has a superpower of being really fast. Yeah, that's what ironically. I was like, she has that one. <laughs> or appropriately for fast food. So yeah. she, yeah, all the characters have this kind of like okay. hidden power in them. So there's, you know, some metaphor there. It's 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 cool. Like I could see the show not being that satisfying for everyone, but um, I'm glad I fin- I stuck with it. Oh yeah. That's nice. That's uh, makes me want to continue it even more now. So yeah, um, definitely should. Um, you'll you won't get tired of the the visual inventiveness as as you go through. Cool, and that's what you were worried about, right? Yeah, that was one of the things. I thought that the gimmick might kind of wear off, but it's they keep mixing it up. Cool, Ashley, you're definitely gonna watch it now, right? No, yeah. <laughs> I'm <still not> gonna <laughs> watch it. I did watch a new show though. Um, that what we probably won't. You guys won't watch, but I watched Jury Duty. <laughs> oh, cool. I, I did want to watch that. Oh, really? Who's, who's in that? Um, James Marsden. Okay. It's it's awesome. Um, Sweet. It's just very different kind of reality, kind of not. I mean, basically the premise is everyone is involved in this like courtroom drama um, and everyone's an actor except for one regular guy and James Marsden's in it as James Marsden, but he's also acting. It's really interesting. Right. Wait, so he plays himself? Yeah. Yep. Like an actor. Yeah, he plays himself like the actor James <laughs> Marsden, but it's like different. Obviously, it's not how he really is in real life, but Right, right. It's very good. Yeah, it's it's good. So. Yeah, really fascinating comedic concept. I've heard some them him discuss it and just kind of pulling it off, making it uh, believable enough for the main character or for the like the person who's not in on the Mm-hmm. the concepts it's it was like just a a really fascinating idea in the first place and then they sounds like they executed it in a way that yeah. a lot of people liked yeah nice little human study and it helps that the guy that they picked which i don't know how they picked this one guy but he's like pretty pretty likable so that obviously helps with the main through do story. you recommend it i do yeah cool right. what's what channel is that what platform is that on um Netflix or Pro- maybe it's Prime. Mm. I think it's yeah, it's not Netflix. I'd have to look. I don't know. Okay, I think it might be Prime. Well, um, that concludes previously on new release. I guess it's yeah, time it's Prime Video. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's time to talk about our main feature for <laughs> the week. Ashley, <laughs> do you want to set it up and then I'll play a little clip? Sure. I'm the only one not wearing pink for uh, just to let everyone know right now. Lame. <laughs> not intentionally. Just didn't think about it. Um, so Greta Gerwig's latest, some might say masterpiece, um, starring Margot <laughs> Robbie and Ryan Gosling with so much pink that they ran out of pink in L.A. to film this. And um, yeah, Barbie. 
Barbie, yeah, people might have heard of it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> only the biggest pretty movie big. event of our lifetime. Since <laughs> the beginning of time, since the first little girl ever existed, there have been dolls. <laughs> but the dolls were always and forever baby dolls. Until... Giant Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, huge Margot Robbie. Okay, so that's the 2001 inspired uh, teaser for Barbie. And um, I wasn't sure that was actually going to be in the movie, but that's how the movie opens. <laughs> yep. So yeah. with that voiceover and then the um, introduction of Margot Robbie's character in Barbie. Uh, swimsuit like the er, the early black and white swimsuit and um then the little girls smashing their <laughs> um baby dolls their porcelain their dolls yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so that was really creative um i did again like i thought that was just creative marketing when that came out like a year ago and this movie started getting hyped up um and the fact that it like it set the tone of what this was going to be kind of a subversive commentary on what you know the cultural impact of barbie like making it <laughs> seem as important <laughs> as the um uh the object in 2001 a space odyssey and like from a cultural landscape perspective so that there was that and then there was more you know literal trailers that show kind of the production, the crazy production design that Ashley was describing and then show um, the beach off scene <laughs> um, between Ken and Ken. And I was less convinced when I started seeing the actual trailers that the comedic moments or the tone of this movie was actually going to work for me. So I went into it like medium hyped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it started like... Um, leading up to the release of the movie, there started to be all this uh, internet interest and like, you know, box office projections that it was going to be the biggest movie of the year and one of the biggest movies uh, in a long time. And then people are dressing up and tickets are selling out and like the hype just, just grew out of control until um, opening night when I saw firsthand, like how (laughs) excited people (laughs) were for this movie. And um, I'll just say, I mean, it exceeded my expectations because I thought it was funny, entertaining, and just like so exciting to be at the movies to see something that people were this into, um, like at every age group and every you know demographic, just um, wanting to see something that's not a Marvel movie um, is pretty cool. And I haven't been to a movie where I went to see it like a matinee, and I haven't been to a matinee where everyone's like dressed up. Like everyone, like we left the theater. And I was like, oh, everyone really dressed up for this movie. And I haven't been to a movie like that with that kind of following in a very long time. Yeah. I like, really yeah, cool can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I saw like, groups of people, uh, mainly women who were wearing, you know, all pink and all dressed up. And it's very obvious that they were either going to or just got out of <laughs> of the movie. 
and they yeah, seem excited been going when, on. You, when you ask them about it too you know just smiles on their faces like we're about to go or yeah we just saw it <laughs> and it's like no spoilers please yeah yeah it, it it's been like and then we're you know right on top of the <laughs> the cultural uh landscape here you know talking about barbie oh, yeah. a week or and a half after it, it came out but um people are still you know it's still selling out you still see people in pink lined up in front of theaters it's been so cool um portland where derek and i are has such a vibrant uh, local theater scene and just every theater i go by i see i see people kind of in the vicinity uh yeah. gearing up for barbie um and then i should mention uh, we're not going to talk about oppenheimer today but there was this added fuel to the hype where people were doing a double feature of two very unusual and different movies um one being a period <laughs> drama about the creation of the atomic bomb and the other yeah. being you know equally important cultural <laughs> revolution <laughs> like we mentioned about the invention of um a doll for teens so yeah. or you know <laughs> a lady doll instead of a baby doll what uh, <laughs> okay so let's talk about the movie you know itself like where how you know much did y'all enjoy it hmm <laughs> oh. well are we doing it out of like 10 or like how are we just going to talk about i don't know i, I mean I, we don't usually do rank, <laughs> n- numeral rankings but whatever you want i mean we're what we'll, 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 you describe like what your expectations were in in relation to that yeah so visually i knew it was gonna be like incredible which it was like the set design like oh man like you're really just fully immersed into barbie land or kingdom when it changes um which i thought was really creative and even the opening sequence when margot robbie who plays bar one of the barbies is like getting ready and she's like taking a shower but there's no water coming out and she's like drinking but not really drinking and it's just very it's very fun and whimsical and silly which i really liked um the real world I did not love how dumb Will Ferrell and their team was. I didn't. It kind of took me out of the movie. Mattel. Yeah. yeah. I like got <laughs> that they were like, oh, they're guys. We'll make them like kind of idiots, I suppose. But it just like made me feel like are they? it felt like they were Barbies as well because they were acting like just as dumb, which I did not like. So, y- yeah, I, I thought that sequence maybe did work the least in a movie that I loved overall, you know, pretty much start to finish. But if, you know, if you want to kind of chart the ebbs and flows of the experience yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. jarring it's meant to be jarring I, I was pleasantly surprised that they the journey there is really fun you know from jet mm-hmm. ski to rv to um whatever else boat. they travel by oh, yeah, boat. Jet ski, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, bicycle for 15 or whatever <laughs> yeah so that's yeah. fun and then they're only really there for a very short portion of of the movie i kind of thought it was yeah. going to be like them spending the whole movie trying mm-hmm. to acclimate to the real world. Um, but actually, they immediately go back and then the Mattel people follow them there. So we get to spend definitely the majority of the movie in Barbie land, which I think was the right choice. Yeah, I agree. Um, Agreed. And we, yeah. And we have to have the the real world sequence so that we can, so Ken can be exposed to the flip side of the Barbie, <laughs> you know, female-led society he needs to see the patriarchy in action yeah. and practice and see horses and see he loved construction horses. workers yeah <laughs> it's um so that that serves a p- important plot purpose but mm-hmm. 
I I do what I thought was surprised by with the Will Ferrell stuff is that made me um think we were in like Anchorman or mm-hmm. or Zoolander or like that kind of like mid aughts which style I don't like of, of comedy. <laughs> so. Yeah, it can be hit or miss. Yeah. Um I, he definitely wasn't the highlight of the movie. Oh no, definitely not. But I thought no, it was just, it was good enough. Yeah, it was just over the top showing, you know, how men are dictating what Barbie is in the real world. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, Barbie is mostly notoriously known for being an impact on, you know, little uh, girls' lives. And Mattel, who's kind of dictating Barbie, are all men. Yeah. yeah. So it was interesting. Derek, what, what was your just inta- entertainment um, rating <sighs> for this before we talk about kind of the deeper? Oh, man. It's... Um, up there for sure um a nine out of ten yeah (laughs) like visually amazing like you said ash when they're in the car driving through the desert the desert i mean and they're taking things from the real barbie universe like the you know i i know enough about barbies (laughs) because i was around a bunch of kids playing with toys so you got to see the jet skis growing up or you know you, you walk through toys r us and you see some of that stuff when they're like chucking the the clothes out the window and then they do like a freeze frame and mm-hmm. then they show like what that outfit is that Barbie would normally wear or what you would buy was just really fucking cool. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, the songs, the um <laughs> the production design like you're describing, all the the Ken shenanigans <laughs> were all the kind of like making fun of um how men interact with with women and and <laughs> try to entertain them <laughs> much yeah. to the kind of dismissal or or you know um disinterest of the the barbie characters like just seeing everything flipped in barbie land was fun and then it gets flipped to kendom and then it gets flipped you know gets flipped back but that just was a perfect setup for you know all this commentary and wouldn't be would be less entertaining if if it wasn't funny like throughout or wasn't specific and random and surprising like it's not um i don't know it's so much deeper of a movie than you would expect from um something kind of like based on the source material yeah oh, and yeah and why also a couple of other things i you know visually and uh creatively it was cool that everybody's every barbie's name was barbie yep <laughs> and so that you know barbie would talk to would you know yell out barbie's name and then they'd pan over to the other barbie but it was like you didn't need to know that it was you know whatever disco barbie or midge the canceled pregnant barbie <laughs> yeah 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 there um, were deep cuts weird barbie dr barbie yeah. yeah and then kate mckinnon played the barbie that you know gets just the haircut off and markers all over the face. She was great. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. Her introduction. And when she kind of houses Barbie and, and helps kind of save her when mm-hmm. Mattel folks come through, uh, she played such a good, good character. Um, she can often be take you out of a film because of who she is in real life. But I think she did a really good job at kind of keeping you into the universe. So her role made a lot of sense too. I guess that, yeah, that makes me think like 
she's a really broad over the top um caricature of of like a barbie concept of the neglected mm-hmm. <laughs> barbie that gets that gets um abused or overly played with to the point of um destruction Insanity. but <laughs> yeah. yeah but like well Farrell's character is se- similar but it doesn't make as much sense that he would be like theoretically the head of this successful corporation right. and still is is clueless and out of touch as yeah as he is um whereas she is like a cartoon character in in the Barbie world and that that makes much more sense um even though they're sim- similarly broad portrayals mm-hmm. um, yeah if you I mean yeah Will Ferrell was one of the Ken dolls I'm like oh, okay that I get it but yeah but he right. was just a human Kate yeah. McKinnon and Greta Gerwig were roommates in college by the way that's how they like oh cool yeah um yeah it's almost like the Barbies had more emotional depth um than the you know the Mattel, they're oh, humans, yeah. which is probably the part of the point. But it it right. just tonally is um, an adjustment. I guess that we should mention the whole kind of premise of the movie is that um, stereotypical Barbie, which is Margot Robbie's Barbie, like starts having um, feelings of death, and yeah. that <laughs> sparks this like existential uh, thoughts in her head that that you know maybe there's more beyond Barbie land. Maybe there's, you know, things won't be perfect in the same forever. Things start to not be perfect. Like, um, her milk tastes bad. Her fake milk doesn't come yeah, out. And her, oh, her, her toast, toast is burnt. It's burnt. Yeah. 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 So, and she the falls. shower's cold. <laughs> that right. doesn't come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. There's no water. Yeah. I mean, all that physical sort of you know situational comedy is is so perfect but mm-hmm. it's it's reinforced by emotional depth um actually i'm sensing like some reservations with your reaction to the movie so what did the uh, did the thematic stuff not work for you what what yeah. what's holding you back okay so visually like i said before <laughs> i really liked it but overall i left the theater and i wasn't as impressed as I feel like everyone else was. And I think it's because I didn't like how it ended. So I you, liked how it started. You don't like gynecologists. Yeah, I hate them. Um, no, no, no. I just, <laughs> no. I like how, okay, so it's Barbie Land, Women Rule the World, get it, whatever. Ryan Gosling goes to the real world, realizes men rule, rule the world. He brings it back, becomes Kingdom instead yep. of Barbie Land, which is like fucked because it shouldn't be just like all men ruling everything or all women ruling everything. Mojo right. Casso Dojo House, <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. fucking that's which gonna is be crazy. <laughs> Mojo. Um, but then when they, but then when the Barbies like finally take their world back, and then the Ken dolls are like, oh, like what's our purpose? Like, can we be on the Supreme Court with you? And they're like, no, like you can start as like a janitor or whatever. And I was like, well, that's not really. I think oh, like the yeah. message should be more like equal opportunity and less like, well, women are still ruling the world now. And it just felt, okay. I don't know. I just didn't really love that aspect of it. I feel yeah. like if they were like, yeah, like we should be equal. Like men can come up and like they can be part of the Supreme Court or whatever. It was, But it was more of the line of like, no, women have it for now. Men have to work their way. It just felt, I don't know, made me feel a little like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's I guess it's pushing it's trying to push that kind of line as far as it can of um of rebelling against, you know, the the hundreds of years of of patriarchy. I mean just in just in yeah. American society. 
um, where they aren't really immediately yeah, swinging into this like utopian <laughs> balanced right. idea. It's it's more right. like flip it and maybe we'll meet a little closer to the middle eventually mm-hmm. than than we have than men have ever you know relinquished any kind of of, of power. Um, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tipping the scales, but not kind of like balancing them. Yeah. And then they all and then the beginning, they were touching on like body issues with like the cellulite and all that stuff. And then they never went back to any of that either. So I feel like they're trying to like tackle a lot of like different issues, but they weren't fully. I don't know. This is a lot, a lot of different issues for me that I was like, OK. Well, so. the heart of the movie is kind of or the, like the the person who vocalizes the themes of the movie is America Ferreira's character. The There's a mom in the real world who has a daughter who also gets to do like a monologue where she completely eviscerates like the concept of girls having Barbies and, and vocalizes everything that is all the negative downsides of of the superficial you know body standards of barbie the like fake promise that you can be whatever you want Mm -hmm. just because there's a dr barbie and woman could be (laughs) a doctor or president like um Mm -hmm. barbie didn't solve anything it made things worse like they the movie is very um comfortable uh you know even with mattel's endorsement um criticizing barbie's right place in society but then america ferrera kind of um vocalizes just kind of how hard it is to be a woman in society and that's a very moving speech yeah mm-hmm. um, from my perspective and and then is it her later that's like yeah i just what if there's just a normal barbie that's just struggling to look halfway decent and yeah <laughs> yeah maybe Maybe she's a mom. Maybe she's not. Like, right. Yeah. And I like, they, they I like a lot. all that stuff works. It's but, yeah. But yeah. And I like that aspect a, a lot. And I thought American Ferrera and her daughter were great. Um, but I was also hoping that instead of them being like, oh, like, what do you like? Because I think Will Ferrell like asked her like, oh, like, what do you see from Mattel? And she's like, that's when she says like the normal Barbie concept. And I was hoping you'd like put her on the board or something. But it, that didn't happen either. I don't right. know. Mm. <laughs> I was just kind of like a lot going on that didn't really get yeah. enough attention and get wrapped up from yeah so i mean i like the fact that they're like creating normal barbies and like that's wonderful i was just hoping for a little like more involvement like yeah. more of that but i mean overall i did enjoy the movie i don't want to like say like oh it was like terrible movie i like, don't recommend it or anything like i really did like it it's just there's certain aspects of it that i was hoping would go in a different direction than it did yeah it's i mean one of the, some of the cool things that are progressive but maybe could lend to a dis, you know, an unsatisfied feeling is like Ken does get a lot of um, screen time and he gets uh, Ryan Gosling gets to really like um, yeah. have some of the bigger moments and the more showier moments in, <laughs> in the movie. Like some people, you know, could argue he like steals a Barbie movie at, at times, hmm. um, even the though musical it's numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Musical fights, which is and, kind of in his outfits the intention. And, of what's happening but yeah but or, like, you know, the, what's he, happening he, in the in the story but his moments are just so much bigger a lot of times than than mm. um like Margot yeah. robbie's where I, yeah yeah that i feel like that, hers were a lot more emotional and yeah. like really oh, deep, yeah and just like tons of close-ups on her like barbie face she pulled barbie off like crazy good yeah uh, i cried several times 
Yeah. Did you, a, did you guys get anywhere close to crying? I oh, yeah. tear. Yeah, I teared up when um, American Ferrera's daughter like put Barbie in her place. Oh I like, shit! You didn't, I was like, you didn't have to like that. Like, I just felt really oh, bad for her. Wow, uh, you felt bad for for Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because that's right. She's telling that to Margot Robbie's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Margot Mar- Robbie is coming like, like from. Yeah a position of always being loved like not just being loved in her barbie land but just working under the premise that she exists to inspire Mm -hmm. and and kind of make young girls um in the real world happy like that there's no negative she's never heard any kind of like critique of barbie and then she hears the most like impassioned um extreme one uh, in like a lunchroom you know like school like mean girl like school setting yeah. And uh yeah, that's pretty it's pretty brutal. That's tough. And that's um, when Barbie thought that that the daughter was who was playing with her. Mm-hmm. Giving her those those thoughts, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but it, her it, mom. It, it, it ends up being her mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Barbie yeah. thought that her owner was that girl who's just ripping her apart. Yeah. W- which it doesn't matter. I mean, those are real thoughts about <laughs> what Barbie represents. But yeah, I I definitely teared up during that. Man I don't know. I again, um, over the years, uh, watch a show on YouTube, and they they do different things with Barbies and uh, bring back like, should we bring back or not bring back like these old toys? One cool aspect was in the beginning. Again, similar to the vehicles, you know, you see the you know the Barbie car, you see the Barbie houses and stuff. But they also, and then you know the characters themselves. But there, then there was the the dog that poops. I don't oh, yeah. know if, if you all know, but there's a toy where you put poop inside of a dog and you, you push its tail up and down and then it it poops out <laughs> little little nuggets and then you're supposed to clean it up. And that's a toy. Wow. Nice. <laughs> um, I assume that they that was like a toy that was yeah, an accessory for Barbie. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's so interesting because it's like who would want to clean up dog poop when they're playing with toys? Maybe it was candy. Maybe it was like little pieces of chocolate. You could eat it. Like um, nerds or something. Because <laughs> yeah. they did uh, show, I did watch like, I don't know if you guys watched all the way towards like all the credits, but they did show yeah. all the different Barbie toys that they had throughout the movie, which was really cool. Oh, sweet. Like Midge uh, actually has like a baby, like a baby that comes off of her belly and <laughs> stuff like that. Like magnetic. Yeah. Just like an interesting little thing that's like inside or something. But I don't, I don't think they, yeah, they didn't really in, have to invent any of the weird um, kind of uh, fringe or unusual Barbie characters no. for the movie. They had to leave a million out that they couldn't use for the movie. But Barbie, whose like hand you pull down and her boobs grow, was a real Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Barbie with a, a microphone and a video screen on her back was a real Barbie. Probably yeah. Yeah. She one. was so beautiful, too. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> that Barbie was so, like, the, the actress is so yeah. beautiful. Holy crap. Uh, ugh. Alan, um, Ken's friend. Oh yeah. Okay. We yeah we <laughs> haven't mentioned Alan. Played by Michael Sarah was a real um a doll. Uh, we could do choose your character. I I posted a link to like a million different Barbies. I don't even know if I feel like if we do the movie, it's gonna be um. Well, I'm just gonna want to choose Alan, but um, <laughs> however y'all want to approach choose your character, which is where we kind of like if we were playing the Barbie arcade game or we were just playing with Barbies in this case, which, you know, Barbie uh, doll or accessory or, you know, vehicle would we choose? 
to play with. I want to be the Mermaid Barbie. Mm, okay, Ooh. Dua Lipa. Nice. Plays the yeah. Barbie. Or John, or John, or John Cena. Cena. Okay, sorry to <laughs> yeah, stereotype so, you. So John Cena plays the Merman Ken, right? Yeah. Yep. That was great. Yeah. So I would be one of the yeah maybe John Cena's character. No, I would be one of the the mermaids or mermans. You don't sure. want to be volleyball Barbie. I mean, is it? No, I want to swim in the ocean and have a tail. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> Derek, what about you? Um. <laughs> I want to be the Asian Ken Barbie. <laughs> Simu Liu. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Simu Liu. Uh, but I mean, that was, I guess, this Asian Ken is what, what the character is called. Um, I mean, the the Kens are, and, you know, once the patriarchy gets gets involved, but he just seemed so sweet. I don't know. He's funny. Yeah, I don't know. This I've seen this number circulating a lot, but there is um stats for the the Barbie demographics now. It's come a long way from stereotypical blonde Barbie um back in when did the bar when did Barbie come out, Ashley? Do you know? Mm, the night. Ooh, I don't know. No, it's like No, way it's before retro that. Barbie, yeah. Let me look um, so anyway, there's a hundred yeah, I think something like that. Um, yeah, there's 176 dolls with nine body types, 35 skin tones, and 94 hairstyles. So, whoa, um, all different skin tones. I mean, well, I shouldn't say all. I see a Barbie here in a in a wheelchair. Um, they're trying to um, diversify Barbie as much as possible. I'm sure there's a lot of overly represented um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, people in the Barbie universe and some ones that have like one Barbie, but um, oh, and they have gender neutral dolls dubbed um, creatable world. Okay. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah. So Barbie is trying to make strides. This movie I think is a cynical way to look at it is the corporation was incredibly savvy about what you know, allowing you know someone like Greta Gerwig to do this amount of subversive commentary would do for their their brand. I mean, mm-hmm. like this is obviously the best case wildest dream scenario of how <laughs> successful the movie would be, and it's gonna. I mean, I, people are gonna be writing stories very soon. I'm sure on on the sales of Barbies. Um, I would be fascinated to see if it's going to translate directly to doll sales i can't imagine it it's it's gonna hurt <laughs> so yeah definitely not. i um, bet th- i bet there aren't any barbies at the at the store right now yeah mm-hmm. i bet they're all off the shelf yeah and it Purchase. i mean it's it's a progressive movie that helps them kind of even if they're doing it for cynical you know commercial reasons helps them rebrand themselves as this diverse line of of barbies for you know a modern a modern age so good job by them what yeah. was it, Drew, what's your Barbie? Yeah. Alan. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> um, well, Alan is a fun character in the movie because he <laughs> um all that there's there's a million Kens, there's a million Barbies that look different. Um the Kens obviously look different as well, but Alan is like a one off um <laughs> uh, who Yeah, there aren't any up, other Allens. Yeah, no. there's one Alan. He's probably not as popular as <laughs> as Barbie or Ken, but he ends up being an important ally to Barbie's mission. Yeah. He teams mm-hmm. up with the Barbies to help them, like you know, retake uh, Kendom and and turn it back into Barbie Land. So he, he's a pretty <laughs> fun character in the movie, but um, 
has a headband. It's great to see Michael Sarah mm-hmm. on screen that again. Is so hilarious, he's, man. Yeah, he's been um, mostly out of the movie world for a while. I'm hoping he. I think he's got a bunch of stuff coming coming out, so he's back. Nice, missed him. <laughs> yeah, so that's mine. Um, how should we answer? Do we want more? When we do this with the show, obviously, it's do we want another episode? But for Barbie, it could either be do we want more Barbie movies or Mattel is trying to recreate the success of this and green lighting a magic eight ball movie an operation oh. movie, a I hot wheels those. movie. Yeah. Do we want either more Mattel Ugh. IP or do we want more Barbie movies or neither? I don't want any more, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. If they did an operation movie, that'd just be cheesy. I mean, I'm sure it'd be entertaining. I don't know. This is just so. I think don't fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, I think Barbie was done so well for the. I mean, I did have some nitpicks or whatever, but I think it's done so well that I feel like any other type of Mattel branded, it's just going to be. I'm not going to go see it. So, yeah, um, won't appeal to what, me. What I if, would. Oh, go ahead. What if I mean? I bet Greta Gerwig doesn't. They're going to have a lot of reasons to want to make a Barbie too, and yeah. they can offer her you know, infinite money probably and infinite freedom again. So would you see Greta Gerwig's Barbie too if she was interested in making it? Mm, maybe. Hard maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would, but yeah. I, I might would prediction about? would be that she, unless <laughs> unless they make her an offer she can't refuse. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> it's really, really she hard to make. It. Yeah, I think it'd be really hard to make another one. You know, like it'd kind of be old, like an old hat a little bit. Oh, totally. That's why I don't so. think she would want to do it. But I mean, yeah. it would make money. So there's oh, for sure. every reason to, to yeah. do it for, mm-hmm. you know, from a studio perspective. Yeah. And they will I mean, pay someone else could, to do it for sure. They could. Won't. Yeah. I'm sure there's another way that they could spin it and make it creative. But man, yeah, they'd be definitely tinkering around with potentially having a shitty sequel. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Margot Robbie had the rights to Barbie. That's how it was made. And then she asked oh, Greta really? Gerwig to be the to be the writer. And then after Greta Gerwig and her husband wrote it, then they're like, "Oh, well, we can't see anyone else directing it. We'll direct it." That's so badass. I don't know if I don't think she owns Mattel, but I mean, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, the she's movie. the one the rights to like create Barbie, though. I thought is what she said. I, I, I mean, that's interesting. I, I I haven't read mm. a ton about it. I know they had to get. Go through Mattel ultimately, but maybe Margot Robbie has some kind of, um, some kind of ownership. I, I yeah, I'd, I'd have to yeah. understand more about that. The one thing I am excited about um, is Lena Dunham, creator of Girls, um, Polly Pocket <laughs> movie <laughs> that is supposedly. Okay. Oh, that's coming. interesting. Yeah, I want to like indie or even dark. Like this was very subversive, but also obviously super mainstream at the same time it's a mm-hmm. incredible feat but i i would gladly see like the more um weird indie production of of a lesser popular character like polly pocket i don't really know anything are they just smaller barbies yeah there's yeah. just a tiny little like they're like in seashells like they're in the little worlds i used to have some yeah i had some time. teenage mutant ninja turtle ones oh yeah so they so, weren't just uh polly pocket but yeah yeah yeah, it said um, Gerwig was invited to write Barbie by the actor Margot Robbie, who with Warner Brothers had bought the rights to the film. I, I think what they're Robbie saying is that they knew they wanted Margot, the 
the studio had already attached Robbie, so she had control over like who Before she they wanted attached to make. Greta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't yeah, yeah. own any rights to Barbie. She can't make. Yeah, a Barbie yeah. Movie so she without. was just part of the. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She she got like Showrunner. to approve a director, um, mm-hmm. which is still a lot of power. But it's not. She can't just go make her own movie outside of Mattel and outside of right Warner Brothers right. and. Mattel, but I'm saying so. they're probably gonna. They probably want her to be in the second one. She probably also would not. Yeah. Well, oh. so Same maybe yeah, Gosling. exactly. Margot Robbie could also opt out. If yeah. she doesn't get to choose the director and, and if it's not Greta again, maybe I, I haven't heard any of them talk about it. People are going to be asking them, you know, this is the biggest movie in, right. <laughs> in years. <laughs> or when is Barbie two coming? Um, yeah. I haven't heard any commentary on that. Yeah. So maybe I'm skipping ahead. Um, but how is the box office? It's do insane. We, do, do we yeah. do that? Do, do we do that segment anymore? Well, well, we haven't done any movies. movies but, yeah. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. What's the box office like, Drew? <laughs> uh, I mean, it it opened to um, 155, maybe 160 plus million, which the original kind of projections were. I mean, it just it just like started accelerating so quickly that it, it it's going to be the biggest movie of the year. It's going to be the oh, biggest yeah. like female um, driven um, biggest movie by a female director of all time. It's going to break oh, wow. like hell yeah. So many records from okay. an expectations standpoint and from just an actual standpoint, but um, it also blew Oppenheimer out of the water, even though Oppenheimer yeah. made 80 million. So that's some personal <laughs> investment and in that, um, <laughs> showdown which i lost um a bet <laughs> um which i made you know long before the barbie hype got <laughs> out Crazy. of control yeah seems seems uh silly if, in hindsight but if only uh, thought, from the, yeah. only if a friend of the podcast called in and explained <sighs> yep I, uh, unfortunately jamie is busy so she can't okay <laughs> all right just you know yep. i'll just uh sum it up so drew lost and Jamie gets to choose movies all month long in August. Yep, every exactly. Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll be uh, suffering. Like, I mean, I'm ha- I'm really happy for yeah. for Barbie, obviously, and I'm happy that it was great. And it. I thought you were going to say exceeded. you're happy for Jamie. I, nope. I'm not happy for Jamie. <laughs> just <laughs> for Barbie. Just, I um, we might talk about Oppenheimer in a, on a future episode. So I did see them yeah. both. Um, opening week, I saw them on back-to-back days, so I did a version of Barbenheimer, and that was a cool experience to see such different movies. And they both uh, Oppenheimer dramatically overperformed. I think the Barbie effect on Oppenheimer was more pronounced than the Oppenheimer effect on Barbie, <laughs> but they both, yeah, uh, they both benefited each other, which is kind of crazy too. It wow. it was the biggest weekend combined. Um since like well since the pandam- pan- pandemic 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 <laughs> pandemic since the van dam um, and uh, if you just take out like avengers it's... movies that like one movie made a ton of money no two movies have done this well like at the same time it, um, not yeah it makes sense the theater i mean we we definitely talked about this earlier i didn't uh dude i've never seen so many people going to the movies like when i was waiting in line like there was a line wasn't that bad but just so much excitement and people running into the theater it yeah it was almost uh it didn't seem real yeah yeah 
even though like i know when the star wars movies started the new ones there was some there was a lot of fandom like there's sure. these geek fandom th- and oh. superhero movies have taken over kind of culture avatar made a ton of money titanic was a huge thing well, that i don't really remember personally like um the night was... before christmas 3d had crazy lines and i was part of that line and it was such an awesome experience but but i don't remember yeah i i don't remember anything quite like this that's yeah, not just no. like a super superhero right. movies have gotten so you know mainstream and so kind of uh, uh watered down like from a mm-hmm. excitement standpoint like they still make a ton of money but it's not it doesn't feel novel this no, felt every like, time i every this time felt i watch like a trailer new. for marvel i'm like ugh <laughs> yeah one. um but we only have a few minutes left i wanted yep. oh, to yeah. do um the gift shop so you each each time bleh, each week we watch a movie or a show we take something from that and we sell it in our gift shop i also remembered what the, the knife is for the bear oh thank selling. god what is it? So one side's a butter knife and the other side's uh, like a steak knife. So you don't have to use two different knives. <laughs> Call but, it the knife. Because <laughs> we were trying to do like a spork or something. Remember, we're trying to do like some type of combination of two utensils yeah. in one. And well, I think that's what it is. But I don't know what the D is. So let me think about that. We're going to need to come back to it. bear, the knife. The knife. I don't know. I don't know. But it was something like that. Maybe it's a typo. It might be. Maybe it's a knife. Yeah. Um, like a bread knife and a oh, yeah. maybe it was bun knife, yeah, yeah. For bear I don't know and butter. Um, but we bread. have that, and then we have like um some edible wine glasses from Evil Dead Rise, some pills for giants to make you a giant or turn you. Oh no, giant pills. That's what it was. Yep. Just big pills. pills. Um, so what do we want to sell for this movie? Men books, books for men, <laughs> books for men, and books for women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, some kind of doll would would be logical, but um, so the new release dolls, new release Barbie dolls. Yeah, I mean, I think we have versions of of ourselves on doll, but we're like, yeah, let's go with that. Okay, um, new release Barbie dolls. I like that. Yeah. We can have accessories. We can talk about that next week. <laughs> cool. And then um, okay. next week, I think we're gonna do. We got to roll through this. I think we're gonna do Twisted Metal with Derek and I. I know cool. Derek's down for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ashley might be traveling, but yeah, um, yeah that's it for Barbie. Um, if you want to find out what we're doing next week and every week for the rest of eternity, then you can subscribe by searching New Release on Spotify or Apple or any other podcast platform. Ashley? That's a plastic wrap. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks.